Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to this Thursday, October 7th edition of the podcast. So glad to have you on today. We uh, we are in the um, journey through the New Testament in a year, and we are now working through the epistles of John. And uh, on the today, the little short letter, actually a note, like three, in Greek, it has 300 Greek words. That's it. Just 300. Or Greek letters, actually, 300 Greek letters is all, all it is. It's almost like a note, like a postcard, Second John. Um, but welcome. Hope you guys are having a great day. Um, just got through with my walk this morning. Me and Christy went out for a walk. Man, my foot, though. Man, I'm telling you right now, someone's giddy with my foot. So something got to hitch in my giddy up, y'all. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get about a mile in and my foot just like, ugh. So I don't know. I got a doctor's appointment in a week. Maybe I'll tell he'll she'll tell me what's up with that. So, but anyway, got a little exercise in. Um, probably go for a bike ride later. I want, I want sabbatical, you know. So, um, just taking it easy, mixing up my schedule, um, and um, which is why we're only 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 on the audio podcast uh, for the next couple of months because we're. Uh, we're doing this uh, sabbatical deal, right? So, um, yeah, it's been good. Enjoying it. So, hope you guys are having a good week. Uh, Thursday, you know, Thursday is basically the new Friday. So, you're you're basically there. You're basically at the weekend, man. <laughs> so, you, you made it. You made it. Survive. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully got your, if you're listening to this in the morning, you got your Java. I know I do. And um, got some uh, worship music playing, set the stage. And I'm actually not listening to instrumental. It's it's little. It's a version. It's a uh, little bit, a little bit more to it than instrumental. I got a little acoustic worship going. You know, a little acoustic. I think it's Hillsong, acoustic Hillsong worship going. So I don't know if you can hear it, but it's on. Um, but hey, you know what we do? We uh, we read, we pray, we change the world. And so uh, today. Again, we're reading Second John, a little book that, you know, these little books, they often get overlooked, man. They, they get neglected um, because they're so short, you know, short people, man. Short people struggle, bro. We get overlooked. <laughs> short books get overlooked. Everybody want to talk about Romans. Everybody want to talk about First Corinthians. Everybody want to talk about the Gospels. Nobody wants to talk about a little Second John and a little Third John. What about a little Second John, Third John? They got something to say. They in the, they in the Word of God, too. So, uh, not us though. We don't neglect the words of the Bible. We don't even neglect the little guys like Second John. No, sir. Uh, uh-uh. we see you, bro. We see you. <laughs> you like the little Zacchaeus of the Bible. <laughs> Zacchaeus, you know, the little song. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Wee little man was he? Second John was a wee little book. Wee little book was he? <laughs> but you know what? Jesus saw him. <laughs> and we, that's, we, we're going to be like Jesus. We see you, John. We see you, Second John. We see you standing there with your 30 little words or 300 little words. We, we see you. Uh, 300 little letters. Sorry. I'll get it right. It's 300 Greek letters. 
So anyway, um, let's do this, y'all. Let's dive in. Uh, it's only 13 verses in English. Um, and so this, uh, but good stuff, man. Good stuff. So let's let's dive in. It's a little different. It's written a little different. You'll notice right away. Uh, just the uh, the way the the uh, letter is crafted is a little different. So let's do it. Here we go. Second John, verse one: The elder to the lady chosen by God, and to her children whom I love in the truth. Um, so right there, okay, that's different. To the lady chosen by God. Um, so that's been the this you know the the source of a lot of discussion. What's what is that? Um, I mean, most people just think it's a personification of the church, right? He's just calling the church uh, the chosen lady, um, and you know the the children would be the members of the church. Uh, so he's speaking to the the church, the church, uh, the people, the 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 family of God. And the children would be the members of the family. Um, some of us maybe suppose that maybe the chosen lady is a representative um, of a local church. Um, and then the children would be the members of the church. So perhaps, perhaps there's a, a, a an elder or leader there that he's um, he's addressing, but um, more than more than likely, it's a personification of the church. Uh, the chosen because that's who that the church is, man. That's who we are, chosen by God, um, and we're her children. So that's who he's speaking to. To the lady chosen by God and to her children, whom I love in the truth. Love in the truth. Truth is big for John, right? It's, uh, you know, what binds us together is truth. We, we were bound together in love, yes, love for one another, but also bound together in the truth, the truth of the gospel, the truth of God. Um. We uh, we're bound together, not only in uh, love and a relationship, but in the truth and the true testimony about God. We can't exchange one for the other, man. You know, we can't just have truth. We just can't have just love and not based on truth. That's not, that's just a social club. That's just a, that's just a, a an affinity club. If it's just based on love, uh, but not truth, that's not that's not a, that's not a church. And if it's just based on truth and not love, then that's not a family. That's a machine. It feels mechanical. That's religion. Um, but here, look how he, he binds these two things together. Whom I love, agape, in the truth. We can love. So it, back to something in a podcast from a few weeks ago. Does it? What's more important, being right or being loving? Yes. <laughs> truth and love are both important. We can actually chew, walk and chew gum at the same time, guys. We can actually love and be uh, and strive to know the truth as well. You know, um, we can be loving and we can also be those who want to know the truth and seek the truth. Of course, you don't have to, you don't have to cash one in for the other. No way. No, John says right there in the beginning, whom I love agape in the truth. I love you in the truth. Jesus would say grace and truth. Yeah. He loves them. He says, because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. Who is that truth? The truth is Jesus, man. That truth is Jesus. 
Jesus who is lives in us, what truth lives in us? You're not a stole. A, a, see, what is he? What is John saying? John saying truth has a name. Mm, good morning. Truth has a name. What's truth's name? Jesus. Love has a name. What's love's name? Jesus. <laughs> hope has a name. What's hope's name? Jesus. Truth, Jesus, lives in us, and he will be with us forever. He's not talking about truth and some, some sort of like poster board um, list of top 10 things that are true. That's that's with us. We're going to carry our little scrolls around. No, that's not, not a, it's not this impersonal idea of truth. It's truth personified. Who? Jesus. Jesus is the truth. He lives in us through the Holy Spirit, and he will be with us how long? Forever. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Verse 3, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. Yes. Man, right there, John's speaking to the church. He's saying, you're a chosen lady. Man, do you know that today? Do you know that today, the child of God? You're chosen. You ever been, you know, you know remember being on the, on the playground? And you play that game where you get two captains and then they everybody else lines up and the two captains get to pick teams. And that was great if you were good at that sport or that game. You know, like you're going to play uh, a game of uh, kickball and uh, you're good at kickball. So all the good to the kids, kids that were good, good they got kicked, picked first, got kicked first. <laughs> no, no, the ones that were left got kicked. But the, uh, no. So all the good kids got picked first. And you were, you know, it felt good to be chosen. Yeah, I want you on my team. And it felt good because in front of your peers, you were chosen. And it sucked if you were like the last person. You're like, yeah, I'll take Johnny. Yeah, I guess I'll take Terry. He sucks. Or if you were the new kid, they didn't even know how good you were. They didn't know if you were good. You may have been awesome. You may have been an all-star. You could have had some mad skills. But, uh, you know, you could have been like, I don't know if he's Kevin on the office playing basketball <laughs> who got mad skills. <laughs> who knew, you know, you could be the guy who had mad skills, but who knew? And, uh, you didn't get picked and it hurt, man. It stung, but man, to be chosen felt great. And here John's saying, you are chosen. You know, you may look at your life and like, my life seems insignificant. My life is no big deal. What am I on this big blue marble flying around the sun? What is What difference do I make? Look, child of God, you're chosen. God has chosen you for his very own. He said, hey, I'll take her. <laughs> I'll take him. He's mine. I want him. You're chosen, picked, choice. That, that word elected, eclectos, means choice, select. Best of its kind or class. That's what that means. You're the church, man. We don't go to church. We are the church. We belong to the church. We, we're a family. We're called to love the church. We don't choose a church like we choose a car or a, a house or a neighborhood. No, in a sense, we choose a church. We, we do choose to pick churches. I mean, let's keep it real. We pick a family that we want to connect with a local church. But in terms of the family, larger family of God, you're in it. When you're chosen, you're in it. You're in his family. And honestly, when it comes to local churches, we should we should pick. Look, I tell people all the time, 
if if I were to choose a church, this is what I would choose as a follower of Jesus. Now, if you're unchurched, it's a different story. If you're if you're like unsaved, then you're gonna you know you you search for something that's gonna speak to your your felt needs. Um, but as a child of God, like if I were to move to a new neighborhood and I wasn't a pastor, didn't get paid to go there. <laughs> uh, anyway, if I was choosing a church, I would uh, I would ask the church how as a, as a mature Christian, I would ask. How is this church going to challenge me to become more like Jesus? How is this church going to challenge me and my family to become more like Jesus? Um, I was going to I was going to challenge my kids and my my students and my wife and my and myself to become more like Jesus. I don't want a church that's going to entertain me. I don't want a church that's just going to tell me everything I want to hear. I want to see is this place a place that's going to that's going to challenge me with the Word of God. And challenge me to move forward in my walk with Jesus. That's 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 how you I mean. That's just a little sidebar, guys. Just sidebar. But that's what I, I mean. That's what I would look for in a church. Um, just so happens our mission at Bayside is to see more people become more like Jesus. That's what we want to do. We want to help people become more like Jesus. That's the end goal. Is to is to challenge, and sometimes push, sometimes comfort, sometimes guide, sometimes walk and, and always walk alongside those as we become more like Jesus. Let's go continue on. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth. He's glad to see the church walking in peripatio, walking in the truth. Walking in the truth. What does it mean to walk in the truth? It's often, you know, uh, walking with God uh, is often... Uh, or a relationship with God or fellowship with God is often used in terminology like walk with as walking, right? Walking with the Lord, uh, walking in the light of your love, walking in the truth, walking in grace and truth, walking in hope. What does it mean? It, it, it means that the, the, the way we're regulating our lives, when I'm walking in truth, I'm walking, uh, I'm regulating my life, I'm conducting myself in a way that is consistent with truth. So John's saying, I'm glad to see that that your children, that the church is walking, they're guiding their lives, they're regulating their lives, they're ordering their lives consistent with the truth. Are you, are you my friend? I hope you are. Are you ordering your life according to the truth? Not according to what everybody else is saying, because they got some crazy stuff saying being said out there, but are you ordering your life according to the truth? And John's going to talk about the craziness, even in his culture, craziness that was being spoken out there. But he says, I'm delighted that in spite of all that craziness, you, you the church, you're, you're, you are ordering your life, you're governing your affairs according to the truth of the gospel. The truth of tr- the, the is governed by truth and love. We, we live in a, uh, we just moved into a new house a few weeks ago. And um, of course, like every house, there's air conditioner vents, you know, that blow. Um, and what we noticed was that certain houses, certain portions of the house were like freezing. And other portions of the house were warm. And so we had to go up, we had a just simple, simple adjustment where we had to get up on a ladder and go up to those regulators, those air regulators and adjust them so that the airflow was proper, right? So there's right that little governor, right? That their airflow is proper, properly flowing so that it keeps the rooms the right temperature. 
get the proper balance. That's what it means when we walk in the truth, that we that we are governing, we have the, we have, we're regulating our lives with the proper balance of truth and love. And that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, you know, we've said, can we have truth and love? Can we be, can we try to be right and also be loving? Yes. And we should, but it's a balance, right? We've got to love, we've got to, we've got to seek both equally. We can't be, I just want to be right. No, that's not right. spirit. I just want to be loving and not care what people believe and not care what people do. Well, it does matter. And it, and more importantly, it matters what we do, <laughs> Right. Um, so you got to govern it, right? You got to regulate it. You got to make sure that you're you're doing. You got to make sure you're doing it as best as you can. You're balancing it, uh, and that's what it means to walk in truth and love. You're governing, and different circumstances call call for different situations, right? You got to you got to kind of govern. Some situations you're gonna you're gonna need to lean into the to the truth side of things. Other situations you're gonna need to lean into the love side of things. Doesn't mean you abandon one or the other, but sometimes you got to adjust. Verse five, and now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command. Oh, here we go. Here's John's thing, that old, new, new, old, old, new uh, commandment. <laughs> it's an old commandment, but it's really new, but it's not really new. It's old. It's been around a long time. <laughs> John loves that. He said it. He used it in first John. He, he, he told us the in the gospel of John, a new command I leave you. He leaves it from the words of Jesus. Now here again, he talks about a new command. In Latin, that word is mandatum novum. Mandatum novum, which means it's where we get our term Monday Thursday from, right? On the Thursday before Easter, Monday Thursday. Uh, mandatum, which is a, a commandment. Um, and so Monday Thursday really is New Commandment Thursday. Um, and so here John is talking about that new commandment. What is that new? We already know because we've been studying this stuff. We know what this is. It's about, it's about loving each other, right? A new commandment, but one we have heard from the beginning. I ask that we, there it is, underline that one, man. That's an underlineable one right there, that we love one another. Love one another right now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Come on, people now. <laughs> love one another. Love one another. Yeah, new command. It's not new. It's old. It's been around a while, but it's new because I'm telling you again, and Jesus brought it back to the surface, uh, back to the forefront of his ministry and his life. Love one another. And this is love. There's John, characteristic of John too. This is love. I'm going to tell you what it is right here. And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. Wow. This is what we talked about in First John yesterday, that um, John says, you know, we often say, hey, you want to know, you want, if you want to love God, the way you love God is by loving others. And people will see that you love God by the way you love others. That's true. And John also says the, the other side of that is true too. You want to show people how much you love them? Love God. <laughs> love God. You want to show people how much you love them? Then do it by loving God. And here he says, he basically says the same thing. Walk in obedience to his commands. I ask that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Um, who's his? Jesus. <laughs> his, Jesus' command is that you walk in love. So it's an old, new commandment that... Um, in John 13, he says, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. John 13, 34. And here in 2 John, um, he's reiterating that same, that same principle. Verse 7. <clears throat> I say this because many deceivers, mm, many deceivers who do not, what is a deceiver? 
they do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. They've come, they've gone into the world. So these deceivers have gone into the world. And what, are, what is indicative of these deceivers? They deny the, uh, the, the incarnation of Jesus. They deny that he came in the flesh. Now, isn't that interesting? <laughs> isn't, I'm sorry. Isn't that interesting that we, uh, I just bumped the microphone there. Sorry if it blew your speakers out there. Um, isn't it interesting, like, or this may be interesting to you, that in the first few centuries of the church, the biggest uh, objection to Jesus was not that he was uh, not God. It was that he wasn't really human. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Like today, it was like, oh, yeah, he was a good man, but we don't really believe he was God. Well, it's interesting because in the first century, when there were eyewitnesses and people who were around who had actually seen the ministry of Jesus, who, who themselves may not have been believers, but you know had seen the impact of his life, the biggest objection to Jesus was not that he was not human or not that he was not God. It was that he wasn't human. He wasn't, that, that guy was not human. He couldn't have been human. All the amazing things he did. But, um, that's really interesting, right? That's not our argument today. Today we got, we got to try to try to show people how Jesus really was God. Well, that wasn't their, that wasn't the issue in the first century. I mean, people could see the evidence. I mean, the guy emptied graves. He raised, rose from the dead. I mean, he did miracles. There are plenty of people who were walking around who were living testimonies of his miraculous powers. And so their claim was he wasn't really a human being. But, G but here John is saying, look, those who go out into the, into, the, <clears throat> into the world who do not acknowledge that Jesus has come in the flesh, they're deceivers. Any such person is the deceiver and the Antichrist. Any per look, John's talking, you know, 2,000 years ago. That spirit of Antichrist was already around. They're, they're around. Verse 8. Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in this teaching has both the Father and the Son. <clears throat> so remember, some people were abandoning the Son. They were, they were abandoning Jesus. They were going back to just their their uh, their Jewish life without uh, Jesus. And John said, no, no, you can't abandon Jesus. If you abandon Jesus, you abandon God because God sent Jesus. Father and the Son go together. He says, watch out that you do not lose what we have. Man, one of the saddest things as a pastor, I mean, anyone, right, you've probably seen in your own life, is when you see someone who seems to be starting off their walk strong and then they abandon the faith. That's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking every time. And he's warning us, watch out that you don't do that. But you don't lose what we have, what we've worked for. Now this, you know, yeah. Do, do, is he talking about losing your salvation? Maybe. Um, do, do I think you can lose your salvation? I don't think you can lose your salvation. I think you can deny your salvation. <laughs> I don't think you lose it. Like, oh, I forgot it. Where'd I lose it? Where'd I put my, where'd I put my salvation? <laughs> I, I found my keys in my wallet, but I can't seem to find my location. My, I can't seem to find my uh, salvation. I believe in free will. I believe that um, God doesn't make us Christians, and so he's not going to make us stay Christian. Um, he doesn't make us be saved, and so he's not going to make us stay saved. Um, do I think it's easy to uh, deny your faith? Uh, no. I think that's a, I think it's a, and I'm, and, you know, I'm never one to going to make that final judgment on someone. I don't know. Um, but, um, but no, I don't think it's an easy thing. God's mercy is too great. You don't you don't accidentally lose your salvation. No, 
and you don't accidentally. Uh, that's why. I, that's why I was kind of infuriated with the whole the vaccine is the antichrist, mark of the beast, baloney. Why, why I was so upset with that is because they make it sound like you can that God is like you can be tricked, like you can be you can be snookered into losing your relationship with God. Come on, man. Come on, man. The faithful believer in Jesus is not going to be snookered. You're not going to end up in hell going, oh, how'd this happen? No, no one ends up in hell wondering how this happened. And no one ends up in heaven wondering how this happened. <laughs> it's gonna, We're going to be fully aware. If we are deceived, it's because we've chosen to believe a lie and followed that lie to its ultimate end. But no one gets tricked. I mean, what a cruel God that would be that would, that would allow his people to be tricked, that would not give any resources and would allow his, of course not. No, no, that is not the God we serve. Um, so, so watch out that you don't lose what you've worked for. I have a lot, by the way, I have a lot of friends who don't, who don't believe you can lose your salvation and that's fine. I get, and I understand their argument. I think there's some strong arguments for that. I mean, I don't think it's because they don't, they don't believe the Bible or they don't have logical arguments. They have very strong arguments. Um, I think sometimes our logistics means that we're very close to believing the same thing. Uh, some would say that, you know, if you, if you turn away from God, you never were really saved to begin with. That's okay. What we say is that, you know, you really were saved. You just turned away in practical circumstances. You, you end up in the same place. You're not with God. <laughs> one's just saying you really were saved at some point. Another one's saying, no, you weren't really saved. It's fine. I don't, you know, again, I think that's one of those arguments that's not worth, you know, um, you know, just, you know, dying over. Um, the most important thing is to love Christ with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and continue loving him. Persevere to the end. Because some will say, I mean, those who believe that you can, you cannot lose your salvation will say that an ev evidence that you are truly saved is that you will persevere to the end. Well, I mean, can't really argue with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, continuing on, anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Can't have God without Christ, right? Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. So John's talking about there's some people going out that spreading these lies. And he's saying, don't be accommodating to people who are spreading lies. Look, when if there are false teachers out there, stop buying their books. If there are people out there who are teaching things that you know are not consistent with the word of God, stop listening to their podcasts. That's not this one, guys. I'm trying, I'm trying to keep it real. <laughs> I'm trying to just teach you the Bible. I'm just trying to share the word of God with each other, with the, you know, together. But um, no, right? He's saying, stop entertaining them. Stop going to their conferences. If you know they're not teaching the truth, you, you what is he saying? Don't sh you're sharing in their wicked work. Don't do that. Verse 12, I have much to write to you, but I'm running out of room on my postcard. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. I'm just imagining this second John is like a little postcard anyway. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper. I don't want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. Wow. Yeah. Man, you know, one thing that comes through with, with John's writing, man, he loves the church, man. He loves the body of Christ. Chosen lady whom I dearly love, and who, who we share the truth. Man, it's awesome. Good stuff. 
hey, let's uh, let's be both truthful and loving today. Let's uh, let's be on the lookout, not in a not in a paranoid kind of way, but for deception. Let's not feed it. Um, let's uh, let's stick uh, to the truth and the gospel. Let's be loving, but let's also be truthful. Yeah, we can do both. Love you guys. Hey, you know what we do? We read, we pray. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. It is living and active. Even the short little books like Second John, Lord, speak to our hearts and are so relevant even today. Lord, we pray that we would be those who walk in the truth. Thank you that you chose us as your people. You invited us into the family of God and uh, you chose us to be in your family. And we are so thankful for that. Lord, I pray for each and, one, each and every one of my friends right now that they feel that, that they feel your love for them, that they're chosen, they're picked, they're select, they're choice. They're uh, the apple of your eye. Lord, may you may they experience your love and grace today in abundance. We love you and give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks, guys. Look like we went a little long today. Short look at that crazy short book, and I went long. Man, I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Short book, long, long podcast. You know how that goes. Well, anyway, we'll be back at it tomorrow. Third John wrapping up this, this uh, series through the epistles of John. Uh, and then uh, starting on Monday, we will jump on over to First Peter. That'll be fun. All right, you guys have a great Thursday. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.